No, caray. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Hi everyone and welcome to another week of Bushbeat here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. And I guess the big news from the weekend was that there's no winners to talk about because the three uh, provincial and country programs that we had scheduled for Cairns, Taroom and Emerald all ended up being called off with some very welcome rain, as we've said many times before on the show. We love it when the rain comes along because we know it's a long time between drinks and sometimes we get a little bit greedy that we'd like to be able to have our race meetings as well. But unfortunately, we weren't able to race on the weekend at Cairns, Emerald and Taroom. We'll have news on uh, some replacement dates for a couple of uh, extra races and a couple of additional meetings coming up as we roll through the show today. But a special edition of Bushbeat today as we focus on the on the bit uh, Racing Australia Gala Awards, proudly presented by Racing Queensland, which are coming up early next month in Emerald. To help us uh, run through some of that news in detail this morning, we're joined as always on Bushbeat by Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Um, able to get back on uh, Bushbeat after a week's absence and meandering my way back with Leanne back home to Longreach after a lovely two weeks away. Had to leave that pleasant uh, climate of the Gold Coast and uh, find our way back to uh, Longreach and back to work. But it's very interesting, Tony, as you said, there was uh, no country racing across the board. I think the only uh, worthy uh, things of note out of racing in the past week, I haven't been right over the top of it, but I did note that uh, the Rockhampton meeting, a, a horse that I've mentioned before that's in really good form winning, Marino, as well as young Tom Smith and sister Ellie Smith, combining with the cutest two-year-old winner and cutest three-year-old winner. And, of course, Tony, Ellie Smith is one of those uh, people who are nominated for the country awards uh, at Roma on February the 6th. Yes, uh, Ellie Smith with a treble, including Marino for Wayne Pomfret in that 10.50 metre open. And then, as you say, for Tom with uh, Yarra Linda in the uh, the cutest two-year-old and then the cutest three-year-old race with Oswana. And uh, also of notable mention there out of that Wednesday program at Callaghan Park, Watterson de Villa with a late double winning uh, races seven and nine on the program on Linga Longa Last for Daryl Johnston in the Class 3 and Centaur for Alan Clark in the benchmark 55. But that was about as far as the uh, the country racing uh, took us last week, Rob, because, as I said, Cairns was uh, washed out on Saturday with that massive amount of rain they've had in the north of the state. Mm. Some very welcome rain around the central highlands. Uh, Emerald tried to postpone to Sunday, but it was still too wet to be able to race then. And to room, this was the meeting that was transferred from Boxing Day. Weren't able to race on Saturday, and the Dawson Jockey Club have been given approval to conduct a replacement non-tab race meeting on Saturday the 30th of January. So coming up in two weeks' time. Now, that's in lieu of the race meeting cancelled on the weekend, which was in lieu of the race meeting cancelled on Boxing Day. And uh, on that program, four to room on the 30th of January, there'll be a 1,200-metre open, 1,400-metre benchmark 60, 1,000-metre benchmark 55, 1,200-metre benchmark 50, cutest maiden plate two-year-olds and upward set weights over 1,000 metres. And nominations close 11 a.m. Monday the 25th. This Wednesday, we were due to race at Mackay. Uh, that meeting was, uh, we were advised last week, would not go ahead. And a replacement meeting has been scheduled for Rockhampton coming up on Wednesday. So as we have found through 2020 and now into 2021 as well, we've got to be very fluid, nimble and adapt to some of these changes as they come along. And remiss of me not to uh, say happy a new year to yourself uh, and our listeners this morning. Tony, you sort of forget that you're in the new year already, but... Uh 
we'll continue to have great racing and of course uh, interest on the magic millions and the magic million sales coming up and uh, the magic millions two and three-year-old classic races on saturday coming up this week now the uh, on the bit racing australia queensland country racing gala awards proudly presented by racing queensland are only 24 days away to the 6th of february at the emerald town hall Maddie Peters is joining us this morning from On The Bit Racing Australia to talk more about the big awards night coming up. Welcome along to Bushbeat, Maddie. Good morning, Tony, and good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning to you, Maddie. And, of course, uh, one of the features of the weekend talking about racing is that Emerald will return with a race meeting, and I'm pretty sure it's a tab meeting, and for the it would be the first time, I think I'm right, Maddie, in a return to the crowd at the Emerald races. I'm sure we're looking forward to that before the actual gala evening. Yeah, the change from the uh, standard country meeting to the TAB has been a, a great thing and obviously Racing Queensland have uh, thrown their full support behind uh, these awards and, um, and allocated the TAB meeting uh, to entice a lot of uh, participants across, you know, from all across the state to, to attend, which is fantastic. And uh, so far to date, uh, the response regarding that TAB and the awards has been, you know, been first class. So we can't thank Racing Queensland enough. Well, this is the third year of the uh, gala evening of the country awards and uh, a big congratulations again to yourself and uh, Christy for the creation of the awards evening. One important thing I think listeners need to understand, Maddie, because we do have across the state, we have the Queensland of Racing Awards, we have provincial winners in that and you do get country premierships. But what distinguishes, what creates the eligibility for a nomination, which you've received many of, the eligibility for a nomination for these country awards. How do you become eligible for them? Well, in previous years, I had to have a minimum of five country races, um, uh, which is obviously non-TAB country race, uh, races. Um, but this year, due to COVID and, cons- and consultation with uh, you know with Simon and um, and Racing Queensland, we just had to sort of be a little bit more flexible and uh, be a little bit more understanding uh, to that. So we changed that from five to three to allocate uh, a little bit more support to the trainers and the and the horses, and um, and we've pushed on with that. And so yeah, and we've had to drop one of the awards, which is, or a couple of the awards, which for this year only, and they'll be back next year, which will be those club awards and. Uh, because not, you know, as we know, that COVID sort of affected a lot of clubs and uh, um, it's been proven a little bit difficult. So we didn't want to sort of be a little bit unfair there. So um, but those awards will be back next year, which is a great thing. As I said, you've got to be a little bit nimble and fluid with some of these things and, and make these kind of adaptations because 2020 was just a year out of the box and things were just so different. So like you say, things like the Country Tab Meeting of the Year award is just held in abeyance for another year and, and a couple of little alterations there to some of the qualifying, uh, the qualifications uh, criteria. Yeah, complete flexibility there. It's just understanding. And um, like I said, uh, Racing Queensland have been there to guide us and what they thought was fair and, and the right thing to do. And uh, we're only too happy to oblige there. And, uh, you know, and most of the clubs and, uh, you know, that are involved in those awards are all fully understand the, uh, you know, the aspect of what's actually happened this year. And as you said, Tony, it's been quite something that you hadn't, you know, you couldn't predict um, in a lifetime, really. So. But in, in saying that, we move forward. We've got 13 uh, cracking awards and um, uh, we've got the introduction of the Jim Cassidy uh, Ride of the Year Award as well, which is one of those 13. And that's something that uh, we've created to, um, you know, to honour, you know, a, a leading ride from a jockey in country Queensland. 
in the third year of operation, Matt, you would uh, have to be really pleased with the nominations which have been uh, made public through social media. Uh, on Facebook, and um, and great to see the stories that are going up behind them. But what what I think was impressive, or is impressive, is the the, the length and breadth of the state uh, that the awards are taking in, and the uh, nominations coming from such a wide range of regions. Now that people have got the hang of how to put that nomination in and uh, put in the supporting evidence. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, obviously the cut. In the history of country racing, we've never had something that we can actually celebrate and honour those, you know, those stories or you know the history of, of everyone involved in that. So, the third year it took a little bit of time to get the understanding and the awareness out there, and uh, you know we've been very patient. But this year we have seen a growth from about 54 votes uh, nominees from last year uh, go through. I think we're about 103 or 104 this year. So. Um, that awareness is coming out, which is great. We've got people from all over the state, from the top end of Queensland down to the bottom end. And, uh, you know, there's owners and there's people coming from America over for the awards and things like that. So um, people actually uh, understand the uh, the value of the awards and uh, are very honoured to be a part of that. So on that perspective, we're moving ahead leaps and bounds and uh, can only get better and better moving forward. Now, while we've been uh, talking about some of the award nominees over the last couple of weeks, guys, uh, we thought this morning, while we have a bit of time without any weekend results to talk about, we may be able to uh, spend a bit of time and drill down a little bit further into those that have been nominated for the uh, the 2021 uh, Gala Awards coming up next month in Emerald. And uh, we might start off with, uh, say, for example, the uh, the Horse of the Year Awards, rather than just a country Horse of the Year this year, Matt. Uh, we've gone into sprinting and distance categories. Yeah, absolutely. We've, um, we we want to sort of give, uh, you know, a little bit more flexibility there as well. And uh, I believe that our sprinting calibre uh, of horses is is, uh, is quite large. And uh, the 1,400 metres and up as well for the, for the country distance horses, obviously a category that, um, you know, obviously um, is, is quite competitive as well. And uh, to separate those two, I think, uh, has been a good decision and been very well received. That 1,400 metres and up is an interesting thing in country races, uh, Matt, isn't it, for the distance horse? Uh, because we're a little bit short of uh, a lot of distance racing. Yeah, we are. And it's probably something that our committee can actually look into in future, uh, for future years and obviously look at that, uh, that distance range because we do see a very clear... Um, a lot of sprinting races and country racing, but we don't see a lot of middle distance. And um, we do know that the, uh, I think it's the 1400 from uh, uh, in Brisbane at the Metropolitan area that aren't, there's a lot of distance races, but uh, maybe that's something that we can actually liaise with uh, our committee and, uh, and uh, Racing Queensland to make sure that we can try to get that distance range as right as possible. Rob, let's uh, yep. have a, a focus there on the distance horse of the year. Uh, we ended up with six nominees for the award. Paniagua? Sharanda, Balenti, Eschiel, Marata, and Richford. Yes, and uh, the quality shines through when you see the uh, the Country Cups uh, champion winner, Penny Agua, who certainly does meet that criteria that Matty outlined uh, a moment ago with the three country starts. Uh, right through to Sharanda, who's done uh, non-tab meetings, the Townsville Cup winner. Uh, and the depth of it just continues to flow because these horses like Balenti, Eschiel, the number of wins, Matt, that they have had across country Queensland uh, is quite phenomenal. 
Yeah, it's it's a really good list, and it's a very um, high profile list of horses in this uh, in this category. And um, I wouldn't expect that um, you know the voting would be anywhere between one or two points between you know pretty much all of them. Um, uh, Penny Agra uh, with, with Alex Maloff has done a sensational job with what he's done with his horse, and. Uh, um, coming from a maiden all the way through, which is an exceptional feat, and uh, to win the country cups as well um, in, in fine fashion. Obviously, he's going to rate very highly. Um, and then you've got Eshiel; he's been actually super horse for for, for connections as well. And um, and then you've got Blente, Marada have all been winning uh, quite consistently as well. And and Richford, you know, um, you know what can you say about Richford? Every every season that comes through, it's it's just winning series heats and things like that as well. So, very competitive uh, group of horses. And what are some of the factors that the uh, the voting committee would have to look at when they're trying to break down and determine um, a clear cut winner in in categories such as that, mate? Uh, there's a few things there. There's a, the man of country wins is um, is obviously uh, part of the criteria. Uh, the number of uh, sorry the the significance of the races, whether they're a cup race that they've won or whether they won a uh, series heat as well. And then there's um, uh, the fourth one, which will actually be if they win a major series like uh, Penny Agra, there's, uh, you know, there's a bonus points on, involved in that as well. So it's just not a, about the, um, you know, who's won the final. It's all about uh, the country. It all adds up together with the, you know, the amount of country wins, um, you know, how many heats, um, you know, and all those sort of things, and obviously the final as well. So it's actually going to, you know, come down to the nitty-gritty, I think, of probably one or two points between a lot of them. And, uh, yeah, it's actually quite exciting to see that on the night. And, Rob, I'm sure that the uh, the country stampede heats will certainly uh, factor well and truly for the voting panel for the Sprinting Horse of the Year. And 11 have ended up being nominated here. We've got Muron, Media Vita, Zucaz, Absolute Bonza, Splits, Eight Over, Asaka, Raiden, Hard Stride, Slatham, and Fab's Cowboy. Yeah, and of course the uh, numerical or the the number of uh, entrants there, I think, reflects that emphasis on the the sprint distances across, well, probably racing in general, but particularly in Country Queensland. But again, uh, Matt, uh, each of these nominees they really do stand out, particularly with uh, the number of wins that many of them had let alone whether they've gone through and won new markets or gone on and won the country stampede finals. Yeah, 100% there again, Rob. Um, you know, horses that have won multiple heats obviously will factor very highly in the uh, the final voting, um, and uh, especially with their country wins and things like that. So I think this will probably be one of the most competitive um, awards category on the night. Um, you know, you've got Muron, who's uh, won two heats, um, you know, Zucas has been absolutely sensational. Absolute Bonds has been brilliant. Splits would be way up there as well, I'd imagine. And eight over, you know, you can make a case for every one of them. So, um, uh, yeah, look, this is going to be another uh, category that's going to be uh, um, hotly contested. And uh, again, another category that I'm looking forward to on the night. And Matt, it, it appears from what you're saying too that this this type of uh, category does come down to a statistical determination because uh, obviously without going into detail of, of the way the voting occurs uh, there's points allocated that allow you to the uh, the final voting committee to look at a statistical total that will give a rank order approach to the uh, winner yeah absolutely um, you know there's a point system that's been put in place and we think that's a very very fair um, 
uh, you know, template to use and, uh, you know, things like, um, you know, country wins and then the same policy with the, with the distance and the staying uh, and the sprinting horses is, is that, uh, yeah, country runs, uh, country wins, um, significance of the wins, whether it's a, a cup race, open company race, um, and things like that. So there's a few criteria there that we tick along and uh, we allocate scoring to each horse and, and um, yeah, like I said, they'll you know hopefully there'll be a, a clear winner on the night. Rob, moving on to the uh, the trainer of the year, jockey of the year, and the apprentice of the year, and I'm thrilled to see the variety of nominations that have come in here. When I say variety, the the various regions are all covered right across the state. So for trainer of the year, first of all, Todd Austin, Billy Johnson, Matt Crop, Will Loudon, Charlie De Villiers, uh, Patrick O'Toole, Tanya Parry, Ricky Ludwig, Glenda Bell, and Kevin Miller. I don't want to call them a rogues gallery, but that's a great lineup of trainers. Oh, fantastic. And even right through to the fact that Will Loudon is also a newcomer uh, nominee as well. And his first year of training has uh, made that list as a nomination uh, to the level of the Matt Crops, who we know quite well through the country and provincial circuits. Uh, again, Matt, uh, you know, you've got the strength of numbers with the Billy Johnson and the Tanya Parries. Of course, their, their number of wins would uh, feature heavily in this determination. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another category that, um, yeah, it's going to go down to the wire and, um, yeah, the amount of winners to uh, to major races and uh, different tracks and things like that will pay a heavy part um, in the final determination of, of uh, who wins this category. And uh, like I said, it's an outstanding list. You know, I'm a big supporter of Tanya Parry and, uh you know, to see the likes of Kevin Miller and um, and Glenda Bell and and Ricky Ludwig's done a lot for uh, for racing as well, which is fantastic to see that his nomination there. Charlie Deville's a, a super trainer on the way up. Matty Crop, he, you know, he's uh, he goes everywhere now and, uh, and and has been a great support of country racing. And and then you've got the you know the the premier trainers. Um, Billy Johnson and uh, Toddy Austin, you know, what can you say about those guys? You know, each and every year they're up on the, you know, up in the top three, and um, yeah, it, it's a hot list, and it's uh, it's it's great to see all those nominees come through. Matt, something that we touched on when we were talking about nominations uh, when they were closing off towards the uh, the end of December, beginning of January, is especially for these categories, trainer, jockey, and apprentice of the year. It's not just a straight, um, I guess you could say, transfer from whoever is the premiership winner from the Racing Queensland premierships uh, because the, the awards do cover the calendar year more so than the actual racing calendar. Uh, and it's it, the trainer of the year, jockey of the year, apprentice of the year nominations may not necessarily be the uh, the person that had the most winners. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, our, our calendar year from on the bit, uh, race, sorry, Queensland Country Racing Awards is actually from January 1st through to the uh, the final of the, uh, the series heats, so uh, which has been December five this year. Um, that's when the country uh, season kind of slows down and, and takes our break as well. So um, we think that's a fair timeline for our calendar year, and it doesn't. It's completely different to the the standard member, uh, sorry, premiership through racing Queensland. But um, yeah, it obviously our structure does change a lot of the statistics through through that, and um, keeps everybody on their toes. The jockey and apprentice list, Tony, also a who's who. And, of course, the uh, jockey list, we already have a dual uh, winner in Dan Ballard that would be probably an early market favourite if we were doing that. But as Matt's already outlined, there's so many 
factors that come into play, a photo finish could be uh, quite evident in, in Jockey and Apprentice of the Year. Jockey of the Year, we've got seven, including Dan Ballard, Hannah Richardson, Matthew Gray, Paul Hamlin, Brooke Richardson, Ray Hancock and Bonnie Thompson. And again, I'm thrilled to see the variety there with 10 apprentices nominated in the Apprentice of the Year. Apprentices are so vital to our country racing and the list includes Shannon Stephen, Ty Wheeler, Tessa Townsend, Rebecca Wilson, Emma Bell, Dan McGilvery, uh, Kristen Swaffer, Anna Bakos, Angela Jones and Ellie Smith. Yeah, Matt again representing across the state and all with uh, at different times of the year, purple patches of form. Yeah, no, every one of these apprentices have been standing up and, um, you know, week in, week out, they're, they're racing and, um, you know, they're riding winners, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, you've got Anna Bell, who's a previous winner of the award, and uh, Ali Smith's had a blinder of a year as well. And um, there's a lot of young... Uh, Tess Townsend's been outstanding um, throughout her calendar year for uh, for the awards as well, so... Um, and then you've got a lot of young uh, apprentices really starting to hit their straps. And uh, Angela Jones, who's um, is taking the world by storm at the moment, Anna Bacos is riding very, very well. Dan McGilvray, um has consistently been there at the top. And Rebecca Wilson, Ty Wheeler, Shannon Stephan, you know, uh, just a lot of talent there. Very, very exciting for country racing. And in your jockey uh, category that Tony read out there, you know, as we all know, Dan's uh, record and strike rate, etc. cetera. Uh, but then, you, you know, you see the Hannah Richardson, you see Matt Gray just turning up at so many tracks and consistently producing the goods. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, there's a few criteria there as well, just the same as the uh, the trainer and the jockeys and, uh, and the horse awards. They've all got the same criteria pretty much, so... Um, you know, Dan is is the premier tra- uh, premier jockey in the state for the last two years, and uh, Hannah Richardson's been another one that's really got a lot around to a lot of tracks. As has Mac Gray, Paul Hamlin's been strong um, the last three months as well, and uh, Ray Hancock he 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 uh, had a good three or four months there uh, riding you know double travel and you know I think he even rode four one day. So um, and Brookie Richardson is just consistent as ever as well and. And Bonnie Thompson, um, uh, yeah, good list, good list. And, um, you yeah, know, it's, it's great to see that uh, quality of list again. Rob, you mentioned before about uh, Will Loughton in amongst the uh, Trainer of the Year nominees and uh, also nominated in the Country race, uh, Racing Newcomer category. And those newcomers that are nominated include Ty Wheeler, Kayla Russell, Will Loughton, Rebecca Wilson, Angela Jones, Nick Walsh, Cody Collis and Ashley Gorey. And I think the great thing, Tony, is the more new uh, blood coming into the game, the better. The younger, the better. And uh, it's great to see it uh, across the training and uh, jockey ranks there, mate. Yeah, no, it's very exciting for the industry. And uh, we'd love to see, uh, you know, this talent come through. And uh, obviously, like you said, the younger, the better. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great award to have. This is a country racing newcomer award. I'm, you know, it, it's a very pleasing award. And... Uh, you know, everyone that I've touched base with in regards to that award are super excited to be there. So um, to see the smiles on their faces and see if they've won, uh, you know, it's just going to be great to sit back and watch. Moving on yeah, to I think the... that's something... Sorry, Tony. I think that's something we do miss sometimes. Just the fact you've been nominated is a recognition in itself uh, by your peers in the country racing industry. Yeah, I was going to say exact, exactly that, Rob, when I was going to say moving on to the outstanding contribution to country <laughs> racing. And I was absolutely thrilled to see the Bushbeat have been nominated in that 
uh, it's it's one thing to be recognised for your peers for the, the work that you do, but to be actually included in the outstanding contribution to country racing, uh, this is what we do because this is what we do and have been doing it for well, some 16 or 17 years. To be, But to be nominated in that category, as you are personally, Mr Luck, as is Andrew Watts, Peter Rose, Scott Power and Sally Kirkwood. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to see those nominations go in, and uh, particularly the Bushbeat one. As you know, Tony, it's, a, it's basically a labour of love, isn't it, that uh, you're promoting country racing, and it's flowed on from the initial participation that uh, our people like uh, Scotty Power have been involved in and Brett Moody, etc., and to create that flow-on effect through um, social media emphasis with racing. Not that I'm trying to put a plug in, Matty, for anything to do with this, but everyone contributes in a different way. And I think it's important to realise that it's not always just horses or trainers or jockeys or individuals. It can be an event. It can be a program such as Bushbeat that uh, receives a nomination. Yeah, there has to be a lot of flexibility with a lot of the... uh... You know, the participants are actually in the industry. Our media is very, very important to what we do. Um, a lot of these guys on our list all have media roles and they do whatever they can to promote the country racing. And that's all that matters. Um, like I said, we do have an independent, um, uh, you know, body that actually votes on these awards. And obviously the Queensland Country Racing Committee are, are involved in those as well. So, um, and that's one thing that we want to do. And I just want to make mention as well, uh, guys that the nominations that have actually come through um, have all come from the uh, from the community people in the in the in the, uh, the racing industry the fans that follow the country racing they're all the nominees that have been put forward from them uh, we did apply we did have a meeting just to uh, to ensure that we hadn't missed anybody out and there had been two or three put in there um, after the fact uh, because um, we felt like they had to be nominated due to their statistics and achievements throughout the year. So, um, but we, you know, like I said, uh, apart from those three that have been put in after the fact, um, yeah, we're, we're very happy with the result from the community that have actually nominated. One of the uh, the great awards, and it's one that I look forward to seeing uh, each year that comes through, because a lot of the country race clubs, uh, as we well know, would not go ahead to these race meetings without uh, the people that are involved in the clubs, and the majority of them are at volunteer level. And, Rob, it's a fantastic list in the uh, club person volunteer of the year. Leanne Gudge, Sally Kirkwood, Curtie Mitchell, Sue Hammer, Noel Brosnan and Helen Morton. There's so many others I know that contribute to race meetings week in, week out, right around country Queensland. Uh, but for those half dozen, uh, we certainly salute you. And that's going to be a very hardly, uh, hard-fought award. Yeah, and I'm quite sure with the details of nominations that Matt's received, there's plenty of details supporting each and every one of those. And I think particularly Tony and Matt in, in a COVID year where some people have really stepped up to the mark to make sure that uh, country racing continues to thrive. It's uh, an added feather in their cap. Um, but I'm quite sure, Matty, that you've been receiving uh, plenty of information to back up these awards, even to the extent uh, of likely to getting uh, referee um, letters being sent to you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, the, the depth that a lot of these clubs and sort of the nominations that have come through for these people um, who just really are the front line of, of each of their race clubs um, and Leanne Gutch from Home Hill uh, slash Burdekin, um, absolutely fantastic. She's, uh, yeah, nothing's ever a trouble. And, and Sally Kirkwood from Charters Towers, absolutely sensational. Sue Hammer again, she's from uh, one of the major owners of Ben Williams and uh, 
and donates a, a lot of money and, and, uh, and everything to the to her region as well. And Cody Mitchell from uh, Chinchilla has been uh, absolutely the driving force for making sure that they could pick up any other race meeting in their region. And then you've got the Noel Brosnan from Ewan and um, Helen Lawton, as you guys would uh, know from uh, from Longreach as well. And, um, you know, every one of those people, you can't knock for their, not, their nomination to be put forward. The information and uh, supporting evidence that's been uh, provided has been absolutely a pleasure to read. And uh, I'm just really happy that I'm not involved in that uh, voting uh, team to uh, to decide this because um, if I had my way, you'd probably just uh, give them all an award because you know they've all been the front line and that, and everyone's thoroughly deserved there. Yeah, and and that ownership group is also an interesting thing. Great to see a nomination for Sue Hammer as a uh, individual owner, a key owner in the game. You, you often uh, underplay sometimes the role of the owner and the the amount of money and time they put into country racing. Yeah, exactly. Sue's been a um, big supporter of Charters Towers Racing, and she's also a big um, has a big impact on the Petland meeting as well, and uh, and donates a lot of money and time, and uh, to ensure that these clubs can, you know, can can move ahead, and um, you know, it's great for her to be recognised, and uh, you know, I really uh, praise that you know the nomination for for Sue to be uh, be put forward. Guys, time is going to beat us this morning to go into too much detail about the Hall of Fame, but I do want to make mention of the various nominees that uh, have been nominated there for the various categories. And we start off with the Hall of Fame participant, Pat Brennan, Scott Power, Noel Brosnan, Bob Lyle, Sue Hammer, Ken Waller, uh, William Rogers. I was absolutely thrilled to see Bushbeat nominated again after being uh, nominated for the, uh, the last lot of awards. But uh, this is another one, Rob, that's going to be very, very hard for the voting panel to decide on uh, as the participant, uh, you're looking at, I guess, a Hall of Fame. It's a different sort of criteria awarded for longevity in the industry with an outstanding record of successes and or achievements that have produced exemplary in industry setting standards and enhanced the standards of country racing as well as individual careers. It's a, a very, very diverse sort of category. The participant covers so many different people and it's wonderful to see those nominees in there. Yeah, it covers them in so many different ways and that impact on others in the racing industry, I think, is very important, apart from the longevity, et cetera, that you mentioned uh, there, Tony. And I think this becomes a highlight of the evening to me and it's usually the last group of awards, Matt, uh, to be put in a Hall of Fame. Obviously, we have State and Australia Hall of Fames, but to have a country Hall of Fame, I think it's a, a wonderful thing from the country awards and really is the highlight of the evening with these three uh, final awards. Yeah, no, 100% agree there. The uh, you know it's very important for us to acknowledge uh, you know the dedication over a long period of time, and um, these awards are definitely um, you know something that I look forward to at the end of the night as well. Hall of Fame jockey nominees include Tony Lane, Gary Gearin, Graham Cleesey, uh, Butch Mules, Johnny Stevens, Troy Brandenburg, and Alan Rusty Davis. And Robert, for those that haven't seen it. I urge everyone to jump on the uh, on the Bit Racing Australia Facebook page, and I think even Racing Queensland may have shared the video that was submitted by uh, Rusty's family uh, for the uh, the supporting evidence there of what he's been able to achieve. It's just a wonderful uh, nomination, and that's a story that everyone needs to see and and, and sit and spend some time just having a listen to some of the the, uh, the stories that Rusty's telling there. These are the sort of stories that we don't want to lose from country racing, and that's why these halls of fame are so important. 
Yes, and uh, winner or not winner, it doesn't matter. The strength of the nomination, the ability to look on social media and to see the depth of that character and uh, still living, and that's a key thing with the Hall of Fame. It can be someone who has passed, as in the case, unfortunately, of people like Butch Mules, but someone who's currently um, still in the industry. And to see that depth, Tony, it then leads to the notion, I know someone like Keith Ballard is very keen to see and that is to um, to not only get this Hall of Fame recognition, but to get an historical, if you like, museum of country racing going across Queensland. Matty, I'm not putting that job uh, in your hands at the moment, but it, it does run towards that type of thing, doesn't it? We need to keep going with this and keep building the memorability, uh, memorabilia and the memories. Yeah, no, I support that 100%. Um, and yes, Rob, I won't be putting my hand up for that job. Um, <laughs> um, but no, completely agree. Uh, what we can do to um, to to get as much uh, history and statistics and, and imagery of, uh, of whatever we can, going back as far as we can. And um, I think uh, that story from Rusty Davis... Um, um, is is very personal to him and obviously something that the family wanted us to to be aware of and um, you know it goes to show the, the dedication the sacrifice and everything that's involved in the industry everyone's got something behind there that actually has their motivation and um, it's a it's a very pleasing story to promote and uh, something that we're very proud about. Nominees for the Hall of Fame horse category include Regal Prince, Jet Linda, Windmill Lane, A Dependent, Kerr Street. Grand Trick and Mixed Luck, and the Hall of Fame trainer nominees, Glenda Bell, Ricky Ludwig, George Doolan, Barry Shepard, Len Cant, Bob Snelling, and uh, Dennis O'Brien. Again, it's a bit of a who's who, Rob, when you go through those horse and uh, and trainer nominees. Past and present, and isn't it great to be able to try and find out about some of the ones you may not know of? I, I think there's one in the, uh, in the horse there, Matt, that was involved in uh, country sprint racing as well. So just, just to see the depth, and, and some of them go back to 1917 and that type of thing when you go into the uh, research behind them and do a bit of homework on some of these people, uh, Matt. Yeah, it's exciting to read the story, and this is something that I've uh, taken great, uh, great uh, privilege in is to uh, receive these nominations, uh, find out the story, find you know get on the phone and talk to these uh you know the people that have been involved in in that uh, growth of that you know or the you know the the, the progress of that horse through that time and um, and uh, yeah just find out as much as you can and add to whatever you know whatever other information that's been put forward and uh, yeah no I I really enjoy that I'm just again pleased that I'm not voting on it because I find it very difficult to sort of line it all up. Uh, everybody worthy of uh, of being nominated and worthy of winning, but it, uh, yes, it's going to be very, very tough for the voting panel to be able to split those. So, folks, there you have the nominees for the awards coming up, the On The Bit Racing Australia Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards, proudly presented by Racing Queensland. Only 24 days until the awards are here. It's coming up very quickly, Matt. 6th of February at Emerald Town Hall. How can people get tickets? Yeah, simply just uh, go to the Facebook page. Uh, the link is very clear on the top there, or they can just go to the website and click on the uh, on the Big Gala Awards on the very right, and all the and the drop down tab will be there with how to purchase your tickets. Click on that link, uh, purchase online, and um, there's about um, we've opened up a few more tickets, but there's 85 tickets left to be sold. Wow. Lucky, lucky for me, Tony, because I always leave this to the last minute. We're coming off holidays and remembering, who I haven't got a ticket yet. But it's not only about the gala evening, Matt, that you've wrapped around at a weekend of festivities for people to enjoy and also 
the ability to uh, recommend accommodation in Emerald, which, by the way, I stayed at on the way down on the trip and can recommend it uh, highly for our listeners. Yeah, no, we have. We've tried to plan uh, a weekend and, and make sure that everyone has a great time and uh, obviously spread our money around the town. And we've got the uh, meet and greet at the Maraboon Tavern on the Friday night. Uh, that'll kick off about 6.30. And then we've got the uh, the golf day from 2 o'clock onwards on the Friday, just at nine holes there. And then obviously the race day uh, kicks off around midday. Um, those times to be confirmed. And then at 6, uh, six o'clock on Saturday night, we've got the... Um, the uh, the awards night, which will be a big big night, fellas. Fantastic to be able to uh, spend some time this morning going through all of those nominees. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, look forward to uh, the big night coming up. As we said, twenty four days in county, it'll be here before we know it. No, thank you guys for having me, and uh, thank you listeners. Maddie Peters there from On The Bit Racing Australia, onthebitracingaustralia.com.au or check them out on Facebook if you want to find out more details there, including, as Matt said, the link there through to the ticket sales. Rob, just before we wind things up, following on from the uh, TAB program today at Gatton and tomorrow, that replacement meeting at Rockhampton, TAB racing at Townsville on Friday. Saturday, the Warwick program is a TAB program and non-TAB racing coming up on the weekend to coincide with Magic Millions at Atherton and Thangool. And as we mentioned, that uh, Tarim program, uh, rescheduled from the washout on the weekend, now to race on Saturday, 30th of January. Yeah, we'll look forward to uh, next Tuesday when we get some of those country racing results to report on. Of course, we're enjoying the wonderful rain, but hopefully the racing gets back into full swing. If you have a uh, great story or any information, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. And Tony, both you and I have an important job to get done, I would think, uh, in the next week, and that is to book our accommodation uh, at the uh, Western Gateway Motel at Emerald and to uh, get on planes and be organised to uh, turn up and get our tickets for the evening. Yes, planes uh, have to be organised, accommodation has to be organised and we've got to make sure we've got uh, a seat at the tables there on the night because, as Matt said, there's only 85 seats uh, left to sell and they all will sell out very, very quickly. Happy travels and safe travels on the way home back to Longreach and we will catch you back next week on the show. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. As always, folks, the podcast replay is available through the Radio Tab Wooshka platform. Just do a Google search for Radio Tab Wooshka and you'll be able to find the replay for Bushbeat there. And thanks to Maddie and the team at On The Bit Racing Australia. They're so kind to uh, put the replay up on the uh, their Facebook page each and every week, as well as uh, we've got our own little space there on the On The Bit Racing Australia uh, website as well, so you'll be able to catch the replay there. And we will catch you back next week on Radio Tab with next week's edition of Bushbeat.